Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pre-Match. Come on now. Come on, guys. Pre-Match Mutti. No, I think, I think we, need to, we, need to, we, need to, we need to rework the, the, the jingle. The jingle. The jingle. Pre-Match. Come on. Come on. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Kick us off there. Pre-Match. No, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, ah, maybe Michael, you're going with that. We're rifting no, now. We're no, rifting now. It's because I missed the cool, 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 cool down. That's why I missed oh, it so, so you, much. What, what do you want to kind of retro for the prep, 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 me no, pre-match? Man. Anyway, it's listen, it's been a while. But I missed, we're only doing but I one cool show a week, so we've got more energy, as you can tell. Definitely, we're saving our energy for the matches. We don't even get practice sessions anymore, so it's we all are nothing sort of performance athletes here in terms of when we debate, we're giving our ideas and thoughts. Um, Pums, yes, it's been a while. So where in the world have you been? It is your first show in ages. I do want to say that today's going to be an interesting show. Why? Because someone's playing with a pen again, and we know that's not standard procedure here. And it, I think, yeah, I think it's the top of the log, Mr. Wonga Denga, the Dengasaurus. He's here. He's excited because obvious reasons. Arteta's doing the things. Arsenal are flying high. Just remember the story of Icarus there, Wonga Denga. Icarus flew too close to the sun, eh? All right. Uh, at the bottom, we've got Selo, Lolo, Kale, a.k.a. Selo, Maguire. And um, it's, been, it's a good time to be a Man United fan. It's a better time to be a, a, an Arsenal fan. And of course, from a Liverpool perspective, not so good. But we'll get into that. So today, we're going to be covering the weekend's results. We're going to be looking at what's happened with regards to the course of the week in the Champions League. And of course, discussing our betting corner where we make predictions. And uh, obviously, we'll touch on one or two of the, the week's headlines that have popped up. But first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, we need to kick off about this one team that we never, ever talk about, largely because our animation team have kicked in and they've created this for us. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Man City logo there. I mean, Silo, you just started immediately saying rubbish. They they weren't comfortably at the Etihad, 4-0. Your man Louis is not here at the moment. But um, where do you want to start this conversation? And then we'll move over to Wonga. But it was a comfortable victory there for them yet again. Who were they playing? Southampton, right? Yeah. yeah. Ah, man. Listen, man. Uh, I think, I think, I think uh, with Man City, we need to get them to play with 10 men. Uh, I think that will be fair. Uh, because I watched their game against Copenhagen. Uh, so, obviously, Copenhagen is a, is, is a, is a Danish team, Danish champions. Uh, maybe, obviously, not to the caliber of maybe... A top four side in the Premier League, but a decent side in any ways. And I feel that it was, a, it was a fair game as a 10 against 11. So against Southampton, 11 against 11 is unfair for Southampton, where um, Erling Haaland doesn't uh, doesn't score until the second half. You know, he's fallen off. You know, he's fallen off uh, as a player. Uh, but 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 uh, jokes, jokes, jokes aside, I think Man City guys uh, a very strong a very strong team. Um, you know, it's 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 by mere uh, the performance of of another team, uh, which is one less team that 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 they're not first. Uh, but I think it kind of shows the consistency that that Man City has and the amount of goals that they score. I think that's scary. Um, right. And I think the and, and I think the fact that they their their usual back four centre back partnership hasn't been playing, guys. Um, so you get you get you get a Kanji playing as a makeshift right back in this in, in this game against Southampton. Uh, Kanji was just signed right now. He was he's been playing with 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 the IK as center as a center back partnership. Guys. That should kind of be a weakness. But the way that Man City dominates games, uh, you you won't get a sniff of the, of the ball. You won't even get a sniff of a chance um, if you know if. Unless I don't know, uh, by hook or crook that you that you get some opportunities, but but just phenomenal what they're doing. Uh, Foden is in a rich rich vein of form, scoring at will. Um, mm. Yeah, man. So so I think, hey man, it's, it, it 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 looks looks scary for the rest of the league, uh, where the team that was closest to them in previous seasons, uh, Liverpool, is struggling. Um, let's see what Arsenal can do in terms of just keeping up with them. Yeah, and I mean, I like the fact that you touched on Foden because Foden. He had a very good season last season, but it's almost like yeah. he's got an extra gear now with Haaland there. And Wonga Denga, the Haaland factor, we know what's he's sitting on 23 goals now for the season. It's something ridiculous. It's, it's almost as if this Man City team, that's exactly what everyone had been 
crying out for and they've been playing with a handicap. I know, Celo, you talk about a man being sent off being the handicap for the Champions League. But, I mean, it's almost like the last two seasons they've been playing in the handicap without having a striker. Now they've got Haaland. Apparently, the club also feels like it's transforming in terms of having this superstar sort of player. Wonga, Haaland, do you think it's going to be the difference between them getting the Champions League? Ah, look, I mean, the amount of goals he puts in, it, it, it can be. It can be, that's for sure. Um, and, and again, I don't think who two beat Man City this season, whereas, um, it was Liverpool, was it? No, no who, who did Man City lose? Did Man City lose to this Win. season? Win. No, I'm, Win. I'm asking. I'm asking. No, they didn't. they didn't. No. You see what they happens when you're focusing no. your team at the top, Wonga. You're not looking around you, but they're the ones chasing you. 100%. You know no, because they, um, they've not lost one. Right? They've lost they've zero. Got, yeah. they've, they've yes, that's goals. what I. They've got. They've drawn yeah, against. See, that's uh, what I'm new, trying to figure out. Drawn against Newcastle, um, and then and then drew. They draw against. And they had, they had that um this problem beginning of the season with. Uh, with oh, they drew against Villa. They drew against Villa. They drew against Villa and Newcastle. Yes. So they, they had that problem in the beginning of the season. I think we're all aware of it is that they're conceding uh, too many goals. Um, but it seems like they, they're sort of um, getting that away. I mean, you saw, remember when, I mean, they continued that thing from last year where they were conceding three, and then they, but they would come back. Um, and the question is, can anyone um, outscore Man City? I think that's, that's the question. And I mean, with the way Haaland is going at the moment, I think, um, Claudio, I think then he does, he, he probably will end up being the difference um, for them winning a, a Champions League. But it also, I mean, also it's interesting to see because um, last season we were saying that, as you were saying before, they were, um, they were crying for that number nine. And I, I just sometimes wonder what would it have been um, a different story if they had managed to actually sign Ronaldo um, instead of him going the other way to United. What would have um, what would have been the situation? Would it, would it be a similar one that they're having now with Haaland? Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll guess. Well, I remember, I remember Wonga, it wasn't Haaland. They were actually had his Pep Guardiola had his sights set on Kane, and I think what is quite interesting, and I think we, we might as well bring this up here, is Alan Shearer has written an article saying Kane would score as many goals as Haaland if he was playing for the City team, and no. that's something I disagree with. And I see you shaking he's your head. Why? He's Why? Not, Why? He's not Tell me. He's, no. he's Kane, guys. Listen, Kane and Haaland are different types of profiles, guys. Yeah. Kane needs to Kane needs to feel the ball. Um, for him to score goals, you know, what I mean, if Kane is a uh, is a player who needs to feel the ball in terms of touches and so on and so forth. Then he can get his chance to score. Haaland scores uh, has five touches of the ball in the game and scores three goals from those five touches. You know, he doesn't need touches. Mm. Haaland is a machine. Haaland is robotic. A ball he kicks a ball uh, with his weaker foot, doesn't kick kick it cleanly, but goes past Jose Sarr in the Wolves game. You know, what I mean? Haaland is just guys. He's he's a number nine. He's that. Like, you know, I, I, Inzaghi used to always score goals in the box and never outside the box. Highlight is that type of player who just scores. If he's, if he's in the box and there's a chance in the box, 80% of the time, it's going to be a goal. And 100% of the time, it's going to be on target, guys. Um, I, I think he's shot conversion chance... at the moment. It's, it's like 40%, Silo. It's 40% he, in terms of I, being I, converting. Imagine. Did you, I don't know if you guys saw that shot where he hit, uh, where he hit with, his, with his weaker right foot and then he hit the post. Um, and then yeah. it looked like he was going to hit the and, other post and, and, and go in, but then it went out. You know what I mean? And 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 for for me, I was like, damn man, this guy's actually human. Like he actually can miss. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be a goal. You know, but and he was also surprised. But this guy is just lethal, guys. Harry Kane is lethal. But let's say, for instance, I'm going to make an example. If Haaland scores, uh, let's say 45 league goals for the, for the season, right? I think Harry Kane and the City team would score about 32, 30, maybe max 35. You know, because you'll probably take the penalties as well, and uh, obviously he's, oh, he's yeah. one of the best penalty takers. I'll say thirty-five goals. And you, Wangadenga, how much you think? If if if, if you had to, firstly, firstly, how much you think Holland will end end with at the end of the season? How many goals do you think you'll end with? And then, if Kane had to play for City, how many goals do you think you'd get? I think Holland will be close to a goal uh, a goal a game. So if he is the league playing thirty-eight, I think Holland will. I think he will get more than thirty-five goals in the season. Let's assume they're going to go quite far in the Champions League too. And then oh, talking about season. Of, yeah, yeah. Liverpool played a total amount oh. of 60-something games last season. If he's averaging a goal a game, 60 goals? Guys, is that a possibility here for him? I, I say 50. You say, you say 50. Uh, I, I, I say 55. 
55. 55 goals from Mr. Holland himself. So what's quite frightening about him, I mean, Celo, you've touched on his physical attributes, but the one thing, the difference between a Kane and a Holland now is if you're looking at a Holland, you're looking at this guy and you're going, psychologically, mentally, everyone believes he's going to score. He believes like he's going to score. It doesn't, I mean, that, that community shield game against Liverpool where it was a contrast of the two strikers, the new signings. Nunes hit the ground running and he missed... But it didn't even look like it phased him after the game. He was smiling and it was whatever, and he's done what he's done. Nunes, on the other hand, had complete reversal, 360. So it's that mental fragility that he absolutely doesn't have. He's completely fortified in the, in the mind. 100%. No, 100%. It, it, it kind of shows, like, I just, it's, as you said, the mentality thing. Uh, that guy is a machine. Uh, he was built in a lab. Uh, you know, I think, we need to go and find this lab and uh, burn it down or, or uh, create another uh, create another Haaland for, for every single team in the Premier League. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the videos of, uh, of his cousin of, of his cousin uh, oh. of that that volley that he hits. Ah, bro, I'm going, I'm, I'm telling Man United to go and sign his cousin right now because that guy is, even if he's 70% of what Haaland is, that's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. 50% is actually good enough. I mean, it's a tough track of 50%. Like... <laughs> I mean, still and uh, Wanga Pums agreeing with you. Holland 50 goals, Kane 30 goals, and that's that's the difference yeah. when you're comparing it. Probably the easiest sort of debate that we've had you know, in the Skullline studio. Amen. Yeah, Ellen Shearer will always have an English, English prize, guys. 100%. Yeah, he's really trying to push that narrative, but okay, gentlemen, that, that, that was quite easy. I wanted to see where that conversation would go. It didn't really go too far because we all know what's going on here. But um, we don't have a Mr. Newcastle in the studio, but we do have this today, which is quite interesting. And I think the timing is very, very um, convenient. And, and what, not necessarily good for, for Mr. King of the North, but look at that. The, the start of the... Oh, look at that. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. He's doing not that. Yet. <laughs> he's not yet to see it. He's not yet to see the launch. Ah, oh, man. That's what and happens. Hey, the man is sleeping on the job. The man is sleeping on the job, man. But, um, hey, man, guys, I've got the worst luck, guys, in fantasy football, guys. I took out Bruno Guimaraes out of my team, and he scores two goals. That's the worst thing, Guys, if I take out a player, he always scores, guys. I, I took out Tony, and he scored a hat-trick. Now Bruno Guimaraes, I take him out, scores a brace. It's ridiculous, guys. It's bad luck. But, but great result for, for, for Newcastle. Um, I think uh, we all said they would they would win, guys, and I think we even said that they, they that they that they'll probably um, uh, score more than one goal. I think Wonga's yeah. chance are always that they'll score two goals, right? Hundred uh, yeah, percent. You know? And yeah, I think I, mean, uh, I think yeah, from, ahead, for me, when I look at when I look at um, uh, the way they play, uh, look, I mean, you guys played uh, well. Um, I mean, they they scored the opportunity they got. Uh, but at Brentford, oh my goodness me, guys! Um, if, if you're going, I, I, the coach, I don't think is is when he's looking back at that, he, he needs to seriously fix um, something. They can't, can't if they play like that the next game, it's going to be an, probably more than five. Um, they've given away two or three goals there. Um, stupid, careless mistakes. Um, I can only remember the first one clearly. Um, uh, but I mean, those are. Yo, you you can't be doing that. I mean, in the in the Premier League, I mean, um, you can maybe forgive them a bit because I mean they've they've only come at last year, but uh, I mean from what they've the the standard they've been showing um, from last year and the sort of dip they're taking now, I think they must be really careful because that that what they showed there that was careless, careless. A team that looks like um, they could uh, slowly. I mean, if they carry on like that, they could flip and slip into that um, relegation zone soon. Um, they so, must so, really. So, so Wonga, what do you say? I say the startup team. Where are they now? Startup teams are the same amount of points as Liverpool. Yeah, so they're sitting 11th on the no. table with 10 points. They've only won one game in five. They've lost two, drawn two. But nonetheless, Wonga's got a point there. If they play that way, look, also, I don't oh, I mean, know why we, we need to talk about this. So, Wonga, it's interesting. We're talking about the Newcastle 5, Brentford 1, and you've taken the angle where we're going to focus on Brentford being. You know, potential relegation candidates. Whereas if Nick was here, we'd be talking about the angle that, hey, hey hang on, Newcastle are pushing for top six position. Yeah, this is what they're going to be focusing Ooh. on. So, how much of that should we actually factor in and say, okay, cool, it was a slip up from Brentford, but Newcastle absolutely punished them. They put them to the, to so, the sword, they slayed them, they said, thanks the sword, for coming. Man. To yeah. the sword, my brother. I think, 
I think, look, I think if you're looking at that, and I think Nick would agree with me, is that, look, they, yes, they're doing well to get the points. I mean, of a team that's doing that bad. But I don't think, I don't think any team loses to a Brentford that does that. Those, those errors that Brentford make, made were, they were really unforced. They were really unforced. No need to be <laughs> in making mistakes like that. Um, and I think then that demoralizes them completely. Um, and then you end up getting five in, in, in the back, in the back of your goals. I th- yeah, I, I'll stand by what I say. If they carry on like that, um, they'll they'll yeah. they'll slip back. They quick. He's not taking the bite here. He's not he's not nibbling nope. uh, nibbling on what I'm putting down here. But from from the Newcastle perspective, I mean, if this was under Steve Bruce, they maybe take one or two of those those mistakes that were made by Brentford. So, what's your opinion here, Silo? About Newcastle mm. or about Brentford? No, nah, man, guys, listen, guys. I think Newcastle. We see, like, I'm 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 obviously. Um, quietly optimistic about my fixture within this weekend. Uh, they are a team on the upper tra- trajectory. Uh, a good, ma- a good English manager in 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 uh, Eddie Howe. Good players, and also the players that were injured are coming back from injury. I think that is definitely something that will that will definitely help them going forward. Is you know, say Maximan should be back this weekend. Uh, Almiron has played quite well. Uh, Kieran Trippier has been outstanding for them, uh, leading from from the back. Uh, I think, I think. Um, you know, Nick should be quietly optimistic in terms of them finishing, I think, a top seven, guys. I think if if, if Newcastle uh-huh. don't finish top seven, guys, I think they should be disappointed that they don't finish top seven uh, because of how the league is taking shape. So already we've got the we've got five five traditional top six teams in the top six, five of the six. Liverpool just needs to come up a bit and join the rest of the other teams. But who else will be that number number seventeen? I think Newcastle is is the perfect team for that because oh. of the way. Listen, they haven't even started the season that well. They've got five draws in nine games, and I think they. They've only lost missing. one. Only lost, lost one. They lost one, mm. and they were miss, and they lost uh, uh, controversially so at Anfield. Um, yeah. So I think they should be definitely aiming for top seven. I was mm. looking for a West Ham on the log. Uh, because of the signings that they've made, and I, and, I, and I had to go quite far down to find West Ham at number at number thirteen on the log. Um, that's the only team I think could probably probably improve. And, Do you and think they will improve, Marcelo? Do you think West Ham will improve? Because they've struggled here, and also if they keep going this way. Do they stick with Moyes? They are quite a volleyball. Look, they're two two from two wins back to back now. So it is you would say looking up, but yeah, I mean, imagine like so. Look at Newcastle. Before, before um, they they also were struggling, not struggling, but they only had one win, um, and then they win two on the trot, and then now they top they top six. You know what I mean? So I think a West Ham, uh, also West Ham's also not, you know, leaking goals. You know, they're winning one 0 You know, they're winning two one. You know, they're not losing four 0 They're losing one 0 They're losing two one. They're losing two 0 You know, what I mean? they're not leaking goals. So I think West Ham will come into the top ten. I, I think if we can give it probably another three. Three game weeks, uh, West Ham will definitely be in the top 10. Uh, Liverpool, let's see what happens with the confidence of the 7-1. But I think the top six that we traditionally know will be the top six this season. And then Newcastle, I think, will be the best of the rest. With West Ham punching just outside. Technically well, speaking, to break the top 10, they're just one point out. So that's very probable. I think now it's time, Wonga Denga, it's your time to shine. It's time for your boys to fly. We're going to unleash the cannons and shoot the, the guns into the air because they're on the top. So we're gonna talk about that fixture on the weekend that you I'm know, not you know, too happy you about. You know, you know, you know, it would be nice if, if for one game if we had some sound effects like. There you go. Arsenal three, Liverpool two, Wonga Denga. <laughs> you were confident. You were confident for the win. Um, you got the win. And how did you think it played out in terms of what is your overall perception of the game before we unpack? the sort of talking points that we have to have to talk about because obviously it's against my side. Okay, so I mean, I mean, the, the, I think the major thing for me is, uh, I, said it, I said it last week and I even said it the other times we used to lose against Liverpool is that the only way we're going to beat them is if we bring the game to them. And I mean, from the early goal that we scored, I think that was the intention from um, the get-go. And for us, it's good to score an early goal because, you know, that's that's probably. I mean, that that this is up. I mean, that's not everyone's game plan to concede Wonga, in the first, Wonga, in the first was minute. That, was that an early goal? I think that goal was scored even before the game started. Eh? That's how quick it was. 
I'm trying to be patient to let the man finish what he needs to say before I start saying things. I thought you were going to so, say something else, but I'll get back to that early goal. Go ahead, Wonga. Yeah, yeah look, I think um, that, was, that was a good performance from, 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 from our team. Um, I think I'm very, very happy that we, that we scored those goals against Liverpool. It is a Liverpool, uh, so you always do expect them to get a goal, but I also think... I think we could have done better. I mean, that's defending. I think Firmino's uh, goal, uh, good movement, but I still think it's too easy. It's too easy. I mean, the way Saliba came forward, there's a spacing behind there, and um, I mean that looked uh, that looked too simple for me. I mean, for that level, but but it was a good goal. And putting when you put Firmino on, you're hearing all the stats about him. He likes scoring against Arsenal. All the scores against Arsenal. He's got the most. He scored his most Premier League goals against. Um, 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 was it, I don't know, I can't remember what the stat was, but I think he's got, he's obviously got uh, a lot of goals against Arsenal um, as a player. <laughs> and you just knew that as he came on, I mean, that's, he's probably going to get the goal there. Um, but that is Liverpool. You, you're not going to get them, even though you may beat them, you're not going to get them dying out. It's always going to be a difficult one. Uh, but yeah, happy we finally got it over there. Finally, finally. And yeah, and then, then now, it, now it's going to give now questions. People are asking, do, do does Arsenal... Um, can you give them? Can you uh, write them as title contenders? Um, yeah, because of the condition, because of where we're on the log, you can, uh, you can give us uh, rights as title contenders. But it, like I said, I think it, uh, it's going to require consistency to the highest level because Man City dropping points uh, is going to be very difficult. And I think to catch up with that will be the answer. Hello. Uh, before you give your opinions there, in terms of what Wong has just said, they are top of the log. They haven't drawn a game all season and they've only lost one. And I think that's always very telling in terms of the team is... Sorry, Wong, can you just watch your headphones? Make a bit of a noise. When a team is challenging for the title, they oh. drop points in these unnecessary draws. And that's the, the issue here. And they haven't done that, which is being good. But what is your take on the game of the weekend? I, mean, I, th- I think, I think um, you know, Arsenal playing at home uh, definitely counted in their favour, firstly. Um, the way they started, I think Arsenal right now uh, are fearless in terms of when they're playing against the top sides. You know, so yes, they haven't played Man City yet, but uh, in terms of the other top six sides that they've played against, you know, your, your Man United, uh, Spurs, and Liverpool, they come out fearless. So in that, it shows that these this guy, this team, and 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 Arteta is confident. You know, they've they've, they've scored a, a first half goal in in all those three games against the uh, top six sides, and and. I, and I even said, mm-hmm. I even said that last week's show, guys. If Arsenal score first, guys, um, you know it's it's never good. You know, I, I think they they one of those teams when they score first, you know, they kind of relax, and then you know that they'll probably get another goal. You know, so and also Arsenal are playing well, guys. It's not like they're winning one 0 like like how Spurs Spurs in some of the games they win the game. You know, it wasn't a clean game; it was quite scrappy. But when they when Arsenal plays, guys, they actually. You know, good to watch. Um, you know, it reminds me of the times of of Wenger when 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 Arsenal was good to watch. So they are uh, a team that that's exciting to watch. And I think going forward, um, yes, there'll be bigger tests. I think away from home, there'll be obviously bigger tests against teams who are more defensive. I heard that Gabriel Jesus missed training. Uh, I think it was yesterday. So let's see what happens there. Um, you know, obviously, I think. Uh, maybe just a precaution. I know that, uh, I know so, how, did you uh, see Wonga's uh, face as you said that? His face that. was we dropped, but something that. you didn't even we see. Need, we need to clip that. We need to clip that. We need to clip that shock uh, in his face. Because, listen, at the end of the day as well, if we think about it, Gabriel Jesus has been the difference uh, for Arsenal. He is so tenacious. That guy is small and build in terms of uh, short, uh, but I think he's, 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 he's very strong. And he's very aggressive and he fights for the ball. And I think he leads that line very well and he brings into play other players. And obviously, Gabriel Martinelli, um, you know, I, I, I read that he had actually trials at Man United uh, when he was between the ages of 13 oh, and 15. Man United uh, Chronicles. You see, Wonga, this and, is what's said all the time. He'll weave Man United and, into any conversation. I've learned from our, 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 our host. I've learned from our host who brings in Liverpool to every discussion. But yeah. Uh, but on Liverpool's side, I think um, a lot to worry about for Liverpool. Uh, I think it's a re- reoccurring theme of, of conceding first. Um, I think, yeah, there's there's a lot to to sort out there uh, as a club. And I think the signings um, that you guys have not made in the midfield 
uh, are very telling. Um, I think that the, the, the squad as a whole needed a, a refresh, uh, a bit a bit more of a refresh. You know, you've got Darwin Nunes, uh, but, you know, you also signed Carvalho, but that's about it that you kind of really signed last season. So I think, obviously, if you made, that's been, you know, then Arthur Melo obviously is injured now. Uh, I think also that was a panic buy. Uh, you could have probably, you know, how, how you do business is to try and identify the right type of... It was very Man United-esque, Silo. I'm surprised you didn't bring that into, menu, into the, the conversation. Before we go into Liverpool, I just want to say, um, Martinelli, I've always, I've always liked Martinelli. Um, yeah. I think from the, from the, first, the first game, uh, similar to a smooth throw, when you see those guys first, you can see that there's a designer hung in the guy. And um, looking a little bit into him, you, the, I mean, Martinelli, apparently they say uh, with him, most he's literally just focused on his soccer. Uh, I'm not sure if the situation is still the same, but I heard when he, um, in terms of his money, he's letting his uh, his mother, his, his mother in particular, one that's going to be handling it, um, and he's literally focused on his soccer. Even at the house, he's got uh, I think he's got a personal trainer as well, um, someone that helps him uh, obviously condition his body. He's, he's very, he's literally trying to take care of himself and make focus on his uh, focus on his game. You know, he's saying that this is it, this is the soccer. And you can see he's that kind of person. Um, just by the way, uh, he plays his game. You know, he's focused on that and improving himself uh, uh, week in, week out. So I think for me, that's a, the, Martinelli for me is going to be a, a big asset to our club. But like um, Pumzi is saying, the squad depth will be the gun full of the gunners. And I think, look, uh, yeah, I think a lot of injuries will do us bad. I think maybe a, a, a Jesus in particular. But the rest of the positions, I think we are... Uh, okay, wait, Jesus and our two center backs, I would say. Uh, I'm not, happy not, with, not, uh, not, 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 not Shaka. Uh, no, look, Shaka, where Shaka's playing. playing, I don't think, look, Shaka, the way, he, way he's playing, uh, I don't think there's a, there's a, there's a problem. I think anyone can fill in that position, to be honest no, with no, you. No, no, uh, no, 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 see, this wow, guy, this wow. is like Shaka. I think, wow, Shaka, wow, guys. No, listen, I think, I think, Shaka's been top three best players for Arsenal uh, after after Saliba and Jesus. Oh, that's a big statement. Ah, you know what? He's Martinelli. There's no ways. No ways. Shaka. Oh, oh. Shaka. Look, Shaka. I, 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 would say, I would say Martinelli then Shaka. I would say that. I would say that. Goodness me. There's no ways. Uh, Martinelli is definitely up there in the in the top players in our team. Uh, he's worked his uh, socks off. Um, and then he's, I think for me, we said top, we said top three he's getting, best players this season. I see. Yeah. I yes, it's Martinelli, 100%. There's no ways. There's no ways uh, Martinelli is kicked out by Shaka. If you say something about and they suso there. No, we're not. Um, another good player we've got there. Vieira, very, I also think he's a top, top player. Um, I would definitely like to see more game okay. time from I'm just going to jump in here because we can talk about this for a long time, but we're just going to get back to the point of the game quickly. We've got some talking points that we do need to cover, and I want to get your opinions on this, biased or unbiased. And I also want to start off with this. You see the bottom here, Claudio Rents. If it was the other way around, I just want to point this out. Uh... If, if the decisions went the other way around, this would be a 30-minute segment of Wonga Dinga complaining about VAR. That's, that's all I'm going to start off with. Okay, that's the first thing I want to start off with. Okay, that's my rant. No okay, I'm done with that. The next thing I want to say is that when we're looking at Arsenal, I think Silo, you touched on the point here. The, the, the home base, the home crowd was a huge on Arsenal. Because if we looked at how the game went, um, the game was an interesting one in terms of the fans believed they could get a result. Wonga believed they could get a result. So they believed they could get a result before Arsenal did. They start off with an early goal. Something interesting coming out of the early goal. You know when they were checking for VAR, Wonga Denga, did you see the line coming out to see if you could see whether or not the man was offside when the ball was played through in the early goal? Did you see that line? I don't think it was necessary. No, that line was not there. Technology had failed them apparently because the guys weren't ready and that's why they just gave it a goal. So that's rule number one. That's the first thing we were looking at, point number one. But the other thing is that's so cool. They start off early. They get the goal that you know Liverpool really do not need. I think Liverpool also coming to this game underestimating Arsenal a little bit, a bit too cocky in terms of how they started that because they, they weren't gung-ho off the, off the bat and they shouldn't have. They should have started a bit deeper. So we're going to be compact for the first 20 minutes. Let's not concede. That's hard. They didn't do that. They went for it. They got punished. Fine. Liverpool then get a bit of the game. They, they get into it. They start controlling it. The game changes. They get their goal back. And all of a sudden, bam, 
it looks like Arsenal, the players start doubting themselves. The crowd now also backing them a little bit. But there was that sense where you're going, oh, shit, Liverpool have this. Even though Liverpool aren't playing too well, we've still got this. And then at the end, again, the disrespect came out. You put in this face, Wangadenga, but Liverpool were dominating that first half. And then the disrespect came out where they had that free kick at the end of the game, at the end of the first half, where they just launched all their players up front and they got completely caught out and Trent awful defending. And all of a sudden, that again. settles Arsenal down. Again, it settles them down. They go into the change room. Um, your man Arteta has the conversation. Now all of a sudden the team talks very different and they start believing and now they've got absolute belief. And from there on, second half is completely Arsenal's because they knew what they were doing from that perspective. And you've also got to credit Arteta. The thing you have not mentioned yet, Wonga, which I'm very disappointed, is that you did not speak about your man who played left back. The man, that was a strategic move that oh, paid Arteta. You, you did not mention Tomiyasu. I cannot believe you did not do that. And that's the stroke of genius from Arteta. He's taller than Salah. He did the business and he's right back. He did the job. He did a job on Salah. Salah needs to play more centrally. We've seen this. A lot of the players are subpar. Liverpool players, the positives were, when we're looking at Luis Diaz, he was very good on the day. He got injured. Not a good sign, but he was very good up until the point he got injured. Jota had a great game. Darwin Nunez, I'm not going to complain about either. The failures, the shortcomings were in midfield and defense. Now, of course, leading up to the Man City game, that's not a good thing. But we do have the sort of Champions League game we can't discuss. We're going to discuss that later. But overall, I think what is quite interesting is Liverpool were not very good. But the ultimate decision that gave the, the Arsenal three points was that penalty decision that Pum's already come out saying it was not a penalty. And Celo, I want to get your opinion there. Wonga's already had his say in the group chat saying it was a penalty. Did you think that was a penalty? And if you did, that's fine. But I want to know your thoughts. Uh, it was soft. It was just soft. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a soft penalty. I think it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a home ground penalty. Um, sometimes there's there's those things that happen in matches uh, of this magnitude where the home side gets that benefit of the doubt in terms of the crowd. Um, it's just how it's not it's not the ref's fault. It's just how it is in 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 sports, um, not just football. Uh, I think in all sports, um, the home ground does definitely get that uh, rub of rub of the green in decisions where. Uh, another referee could have perfectly seen it uh, a different way, also at a different stadium uh, away from home. At Anfield, it's not a penalty. Yeah, look, yeah, I will say, look, so, so, sorry, Wonga, I will say, look, no. to credit Arsenal from that perspective, all that pressure was piled on Liverpool. Liverpool couldn't clear the ball. It literally sat in the box for a good, whatever, 30 seconds, and that's actually what hurt them in the end because there was just so much movement he was bound to give something because Michael Oliver Mr. England like Klopp likes to call him loves blowing his whistle so they gave him every opportunity to do that at, at the home ground of the opposition go ahead Wong. Mr. White yeah look I think I think uh, yeah look, from, from honesty I think the the handball the handball uh, Gabriel's one um, as uh, as as harsh as people may seem, I think it's touched his hand. I mean, you, we can't make it. Uh, this that that rule's gonna. If, if you're not giving Gabriel's one, we're gonna be confused with the other ones now. You know, um, and then the the free kick, the one that's in the the one that uh, Gabriel Jesus got. Yeah, it's soft, uh, very soft. And then, but the one thing, even when you look at the slow, it's gonna make it even look worse. Um, I think now the ref is looking everything. When you look at everything in, in fast action, I think that's when you you are. Uh, calling these decisions, and I don't know. I don't know what the rule is now. Um, that's that's also, that's also the thing. Is it is it is the contact that that needs to be given? Uh, because we remember beginning of the season, they even said that they're not going to be giving soft penalties like that, but they're giving them. And and but and define um, contact. You, you look, I want to get your definition. So, are you looking at contact? Define that for me, because there's there's touching, and then they're saying, "Cool, if you so, get touched, the man drops its contact." Explain that to me. I'm curious. No, but. That. No, no. So what what they're saying now, as far as I understand it, they said it. And everyone, um, those uh, the presenters, the uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Dermot is saying it as well. They're saying that if at the beginning of the season they said that the refs are not going to um, give the uh, give, basically give soft penalties. The contact they say has to warrant him falling down. Has to be enough. So if let's say the guy gets kicked, um, he, he gets touched, like as in contact, I mean the two bodies meet. Um, and now he gets touched, and now then he, he just falls. But the contact is not enough. But now you can't really judge it. But that's what they say. If, you, if the contact is not enough, they can't be giving um, a penalty. Then you, they went back and they looked at the one with Arsenal and Man United. Um, and what does Dermot say? He says, no, look. I mean, the guy's literally, um, what's his name? Um, Udegaard has touched him. He's touched him. He's given, he's basically pulled him back and he's kicked him. 
Uh, and he said that contact was enough for him to fall on the floor. He touched him twice. So it, all, it always goes back to the referee and he how he judges the decision. But again, this always says, well, what also does matter is how the referee perceives it. Because they also don't want this thing of us going but, back and looking at so it going slow. I love, I, love, I, love, I, love, I love how you have a thesis for, 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 for your penalty decision, eh? Yeah, but what would he say? No, but you so, remember? Yeah, no, no, no. No, remember, remember against... the other way with regards to VAA, VAR rants. This man no, would be oh, going, hey, be unhinged. Hey, hey, hey. Do you remember? Do you remember? You remember, you remember Arsenal against uh, against Wolves? I think uh, what's his name was still coaching no, no, us. No, that's it was, what we're talking um, about. What are we thinking? We're not talking about that. Uh, no, no, no. They hardly touched him. No, no, we want to move on now. Do you remember David Luiz? David Luiz, wow. That's like two seasons ago. Wanga, come on. No, no, no. He can't be doing that. No, but it's the same thing. No, but it's the same thing. This show exists back then. No, it's good. We're trying to be neutral. That went out the window. Oh, yeah. All right. It is time to discuss the game. It went quite well for Man United. They bounced back after 6 3 defeat to their rivals, the neighbors, and they've come back here to beat Everton, another Merseyside's team. Yeah, man. Hello. Take it away. Take it away. Nice, 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 nice. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for. Thanks for the graphics. Thanks for the graphic designer. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. Uh, man, yeah, so man. Warren, Warren and Ivano out there. Good work. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I think, I think, yeah, we need to get the win, first and foremost. Um, I think it's obviously a great confidence boost for CR7 that he's that he scored the, the second goal. Um Everton started quite well. You know, a goal in the a goal in the first 10 minutes with, with Alex Iwobi. Um, you know, bent it around uh, the defender and and yeah, and the hair had no chance there. Uh, but yeah, we come back. Um, Anthony Martial uh, continue his rich vein of form of uh, a goal contribution every every twenty or so minutes uh, in the game. Uh, great finish by Anthony. Three goals in three games. Um, you know, which is which is good. Um, I think it just shows the the character within the side that you know, even though we went behind, uh, we still had that confidence to obviously. Um, you know, get that that equalizer in the first half, and then even get the the second goal in that first half. Um, yeah, it it it, it bodes well, and I think we definitely need to continue this because up until the City game, you know, we had won every single game between the the Brentford loss uh, and the City loss. So I think right now, yes, we still have some tough games ahead of us. You know, we still have your your Spurs, your Chelsea, uh, Newcastle, and West Ham in the next four games. But let's definitely, I think, uh, take the confidence. Goodison Park is also a tough place to go to. I think uh, Fed Frank is obviously trying to 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 uh, make it a, a fortress again and, and and making them hard to hard to hard to beat, uh, which 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 he's done quite well so far this season. Uh, you know they are lying in, in the mid table. We were talking about them um, on a previous show whether and asking whether uh, Lampard or Gerard will be the next manager to be set. And since then. Uh, his side, I don't think they've only lost one game and then they, they've, they've drawn as well and then they've won a couple of games. So I think mm. Everton are very good compact-wise at the back. Uh, but yeah, I think obviously Man United's quality uh, was, was a bit too much uh, for them in the end. But Selo, let's talk about the quality and talk about Ten Hag here. When we first seeing Anthony, this was a signing he wanted. It's his former Ajax player. Are you, yeah. You've commented on his goal returns. Uh, are you seeing... What you want to see in a player that was that price tag? Yeah, I think I think I think. Listen, um, any 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 player takes some time to settle in. I think it's never easy coming from another uh, uh, division uh, to come to to England. You know, it's a, a different culture, it's a different way of playing. Also, uh, Ajax was was obviously very dominant. Uh, you know, seventy percent, sixty seventy percent position of the ball. Now you come to a Man United. Yes, we have. Uh, we dominate matches against uh, Everton's, but not every single game we dominate. Um, and I think, yes, slowly but surely, he's going to obviously contribute more than just uh, what he's done so far. But even even Ten Hag was saying that, you know, uh, well done to Anthony, three goals in uh, the first three games, but I expect more and more is to come from him because as he settles more and more, he'll definitely do, do, do much better. And I like the way he... He stretches the field. You know, obviously, it's, it's something that Ten Hag wants from him. You know, he hugs the touchline. And when a player hugs the touchline, he leaves the gaps in between uh, between himself and the, and, and, the, and the striker and the number 10 uh, to obviously try and exploit that. That um, You know, Man United uses this um, formation now where they're coming from the, from the back, where they use a 3-1-6 formation. 
uh, when they've got possession of the ball. So obviously De Gea passes the ball to one of maybe the centre-backs or, 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 or the, or the right-back. What you find is maybe the left-back comes in, then there's a centre-back, centre-back, and you've got Casemiro, and you've got all the other guys in front, basically. And it's spread across the field. And it stretches the, the the teams that we play against, and it's been quite um, quite quite uh, effective in in the games that, that I've seen so far. Uh, he's uh, yeah, as as as, as Pum says, he's a proper winger. Some some are saying that that Man United have signed uh, the South American Robin. Huh? Are you saying that? <laughs> I saw I saw that on Twitter. Guys. I saw I saw someone saying that we've signed the uh, South American Robin. I think with uh, yeah, look, I, I, I agree with that. I think with uh, in terms of his price tag, um, for me, yeah, I think if I was buying someone for that much, I expect a lot. You must be able to uh, dribble ten players and put the ball in the back of the net um, every game. But um, yeah, I think we can't look at that anymore. But I think uh, um, from what I mean, most people what we saw before, you know, people were saying like, ah, you know, holding the ball too long, um, you know, reward is going to be doing a lot of dribbling and all that stuff but he's been very direct um, you can't even take it away from him as soon as he's got in front of that goal there's there's a threat you know he's quick gets in front of the goal not many touches in the back of the net doesn't even think of anything else not even thinking about passing you can see it he's thinking about the goal um, and yeah converting I mean we can't we, we mustn't look at Haaland when he's looking at these things but I mean he's converted 3-3 three and three. Um, and I think that's a, a very good start so that's a very good start for, and it's a very 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 good start so Haaland is it's something else, you know. That's a very good start for uh, for uh, for a thing. And also, in terms of Man United, good run of form. Um, I think slowly, very very slowly, I think they're turning things around. I think it's a very positive. I think the fans are probably feeling a lot better as well. They should be. Yeah, and I think that's the shift. I think you can see. I think the fans are come. The fans said, "Oh, you wanted Ten Hag before he came in." The fans wanted him, so I think they they. Uh, aware of where the club is. I mean, Man United fans are an educated bunch, aren't they? They're not, for the most part, the ones that have stuck around <laughs> of these last couple of years. Uh, they are an educated bunch, so they understand that it's going to take time, but it seems like they are trusting Ten Hag, and it seems like when he's coming out and speaking about the team and the players, there's confidence there, and you like what he's saying, and also when you're seeing the players on the field, you can see things are happening. It's only, of course, the fans want the, the owners out, and said all the owners have come out putting, slapping a big, what is it, nine billion or what? What is the what is the the, the yeah, asking no, price for the club? I, I don't know. I don't know. I saw that from you know. Yeah, nine billion. I, I, nine billion. Nine billion, pounds, billion is what the Glazers are asking for. I mean, gentlemen, is this? <laughs> I know the money in football at the moment is crazy, and it's com- probably going to continue being crazy. But is is that even possible for someone to buy that no, right now? It's a, it's a ridiculous valuation. Uh, but it's, it's is worth Get it on five, purpose. Five. Mainland is worth five at, at most. Five, I think. Uh, uh, that's yeah, nine billion guys. That's that, that that that's the most expensive sports sports team in the world. Then, um, I think it's too much. Yeah. Um, nine billion. Who's and also, gonna, how, how can you be putting that? How can you be putting that that sort of price tag on a club that's been underperforming for such for a while now as well? It's it's a different thing. I understand history and heritage, but yeah. that surely can't translate. It's putting in everyone's face. No, man, they, 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 they're basically saying they, no, no, they are. They're saying we're not giving you, know, you guys up. They're basically saying we're not giving you, giving it up. It's like it's like know, putting a price tag on Messi, like Barcelona did. They said these like that time it was oh, release clause is a billion. Yeah, why is him a billion? Oh, hmm. of course, you know what's going to put in the exactly what Wong says, yeah. guys. That you you slap a price just because you just don't want anyone to buy it. Um, they, yeah. they, the Glazers are profiting um, via dividends from Man United, so. There's no reason for them to sell. They don't have to put money into the club. You know, the thing that does suck is the fact that these guys have taken, have, have, since they've taken over from Man United, there's been no uh, work done in the stadium. No work done in the stadium. Nothing done at Carrington. So basically, these guys have just been sitting there. No way. And just folding their arms, guys. Um, you know, you've seen other clubs. That's bad. Clubs, no, that's bad. Leicester has a new training facility. Uh, Liverpool, Spurs, Man City, all these clubs have training facilities. Uh, Arsenal have facilities. been the leaders on that front for a while. Exactly. So, exactly. so there's so, a lot of catching up to do. Uh, Silo, you have, no, that's bad. Yeah, I'd and be worried off, if I were you guys. And the laugh of Varane there, Silo. Rafael Varane, Rolls Royce defender. <laughs> there we go. That's an easy one. No debate. Straightforward. That was quick fire. Gentlemen, we're just going to touch on the Champions League because. 
Leaking you know, goals. it is in the week, and it is an accelerated season for the, the Champions League. But what do we need to talk about, Celo? You touched on earlier today with regards to the Barcelona situation. They are in danger of not making it through to the knockout stages. How does this impact the club financially? A club that's already in financial ter- turmoil. You are the finance guy. Let's let's educate our viewers. Yeah. So 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 Barcelona uh, took took a bet on the season. Um, you know, basically the bet on on, on the season was the fact that they would. Um, do well in the Wait, Liga. Is it an actual bet? Like an actual bet? No, man. No, like, man. He's saying it was, they took a gamble. They gambled. No, like, oh. they, 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 they took a gamble and they signed, a lot, uh, they signed a, a, quite a lot of players. Um, as, as we all oh, okay. uh, know, they were gambling that they were going to get so much money coming in. So firstly, yes, uh, by, by, by way of um, you know, stadiums being able to, 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 to be open again and obviously getting the crowd you know, 80, 90,000 people in the stadium, uh, which which they've definitely uh, done um, at their stadiums because they're doing well in La Liga. But the part about Champions League, guys, is they will betting, basically, they'll get to the quarterfinals. So you get to the quarterfinal stages in Champions League, you get a certain amount of money uh, to progress to that quarterfinals. And right now, they're third in the, in the table uh, in the Champions League group, and there's two matches left. Uh, they'll be playing against Victoria Pilsen and... Bayern, they win both games, but um, if Inter Milan wins just one game, uh, then they'll do a head-to-head. You know, Champions League is not goal difference. Champions League is head-to-head first, and then goal difference. So then they'll fall into Europa League, and as you guys know, no one really watches Europa League. Uh, TV rights for Europa League are not amazing. Um, guys, prize money is not amazing for, for Europa League. So then, for Barcelona it affects their bottom line at the end of the season. And yeah. if you were anticipating that you're going to get 100 million uh, pounds uh, at the end of the season and you end up getting 70 million pounds, then that leaves a 30 million um, hole in your balance sheet and may actually result in something that they probably didn't want to do. It's probably sell, obviously, some priced assets. They, they held on to all their priced assets. And I think, obviously, De Jong... Well, not all of uh, them. And I, I know you're talking about actual the football players as being the assets. Oh, yes. Also, they they, they sold team rights. Yes, yeah, what did they do there? Let's hear what they did there. Yeah, they, they, they sold off their future TV rights uh, to a company called, I think it's Main Street, uh, whatever, whatever. But there's also some conspiracy there as well, guys. There's some conspiracy that Barcelona has some, has some a joint venture with this Main Street and they created a, a JV company and they bought it from themselves with this company. It's it, this is a big conspiracy. But so pretty I, much I Man City past. vibes, but they get away with it because La Liga needs them to be successful, right? That pretty much covers that side. What we're going to do is, <laughs> the last the last thing we need to look at is this whole Mbappe story, wanting to leave PSG. Guys, I don't know who's, who's consulting this guy, but wherever he's getting his information from, it's not working. He could have left at the end of the season for free. Not, not his father. He's now stuck at PSG. He doesn't want to be playing. It's the mirror, bro. He wants to be leaving. He's saying the club. He doesn't want to be playing up front. Apparently, he wants to be playing behind. Also, why would he not want to be playing up front? I don't understand that. But realistically, what play, happens? He wants to. Time? He wants to play off a number nine, like how he plays off Giroud in the national team. That's what he said. You see, but I mean, but you so, see the so thing what, is, what happens here now? Wonga? Go, Wonga, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Look, I think you, you see Mbappe um, as good of a player as he is. Um, if you're a club, and I think um, Arsenal learned from this. Um, with the Bamiyang, Liverpool now, I think we're going to learn with this with Salah. That Liverpool had a, had a thing, I know we all questioned it, well, I questioned it, um, in terms of, uh, oh, this guy's a good player now, we've got policies, and now we're going to break the policy for this person. Um, and then you well, go that to a club. A club. You also said that must give him what he wants. You also, you signing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, and, and, I, and now, and now I see the error of my ways. I see that, hey, you know what? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this is actually wrong. This is wrong. Um, and, and, I'm, and I'm seeing it. And I, and I, and I, and I fully admit it. That you, that you, you can't be doing this. If you've got a club, you must run it the way that you believe. The player is never... Bigger than the club, and this thing we've heard this for for many years. As uh, as we've heard this um, back in your days when you're playing, you've heard it now. A lot of people are saying it, and these these guys, these pundits that used to players, will say the same thing. Terry Henry, as great as a man as as as, as a player of he uh, of his caliber, um, he was he kept on saying that. And even there was another story Terry Henry said when he was playing at uh, Barcelona. Um, he didn't uh, obviously I don't want to go too much in the story but obviously he didn't stay out on the wing as Pep Guardiola uh, told him to he still ended up scoring a goal half time Pep Guardiola took him uh, took him off the field 
it took him off. Um, and he sub- they put someone on us on the field, even though he got them uh, a winning goal. But PSG's problem now is they are having, they are they are literally doing everything they can to to keep Mbappe. And you've got mm. you've got Messi in your goddamn team. You've got Messi, and you guys are worried yeah, about already, Mbappe. There's already talk. There's already talk about leaving end of the season. He's done. Apparently, yeah. Neymar's yeah. done. So, so Pum's, Pum's coming out saying, team. "Give a kid a bit of power, and he will sulk." And is this all it is, Silo? Is it just a temper tantrum, yeah. and you know things are going to be back to normal again? Because yeah, realistically, guys, think, who can afford it? I think we need to look at his his career trajectory, guys. Is the fact that this kid, since 2016, 17, uh, when he obviously broke onto the scene um, at at Monaco, guys. This kid has literally had everything go in his way. Um, Monaco got to the semi-finals of the Champions League that season. He was an integral player as a teenager. Um, then get, goes on loan to PSG, and then PSG signs him for two hundred million. Um, so, I, in itself, he's always got, uh, got in the, um, you know basically what he wants. Uh, did well at the World Cup. You know, just just things have just done gone well for him. But at that point in time, he was still yeah. a humble player, trying to prove himself, trying to obviously get the big moves, get the big money moves, get the big salaries. And he did prove himself, right, um, in the Champions League, in League uh, uh, in you know the World Cup. But then, guys, Euro 2021, I think it's where it kind of started. Thank you, Sido. Thank um, you for mentioning this. The sort of fragileness. Uh, let, let's talk about that. If you right now, and this is going to be a quick-fire question because we still need to cover the other part of our section. Mbappe, Holland. If you got to just compare them mentally, mentally, Holland, Holland, all day, every day, right? One guy, you agree? Physically, that's the difference. And you yeah. know, the problem is as well, he yeah. stayed at PSG and he's getting what he wants. He's soft. He's now got a soft underbelly that yes. Holland just does not have. And that's the unfortunate truth about uh, the Mbappe Chronicles. Gentlemen, we're going to go to the sort of betting corner now. And this is obviously where we look at the results or the fixture of the weekend. We're going to give our predictions, why we think the predictions will be what they be. And of course, if you're brave enough to, Take the punt on what we think. You know, you might as well put your money where your mouth is, or your money where our mouths are, and let's see if it pays, it pays off. But Wonga Dinga's always confident in himself. The first game, just give me a piece. Just give me a piece. <laughs> he wants just sponsor next week's show for us, and then we'll, we'll, we'll be all good. Yeah, so uh, the first game we're going to be looking at is Leeds versus Arsenal. I mean, can they keep it going, Wonga Dinga? You're going to be the first one. Settle. let's hear your thoughts after him. Let's go, Wonga. Can they keep it going away at Ellen Road? Come on, come on. Everyone knows we're going to ravage this team. <laughs> As uh, I said 3-0. You're an Arsenal fan, eh? Well, I said 3-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I said it doesn't change anything, I would start um, no giving, um, I mean, no guy just gets opportunity just because we're winning. No, um, you must earn your spot. Play the same team that's been winning. Uh, three no. Does that include Chaka? Oh, zero three. Yeah, that includes Chaka as well. We're uh, doing a ball up front. Okay, 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 okay. I, I, I think, I think it's going to be a, a three-one victory to to the Gunners. I agree with Pums there. Three-one victory to the Gunners. I'll give Leeds one goal. Pums, no goal. Zero guys. Zero. You'll think yeah, later. Just say zero. I mean, it's interesting because they haven't won a game in five. They've lost three, drawn two, and they're currently sitting 14th. What is that? Three points off relegation zone. So not a great start there for Leeds. And, of course, a team that is flying at the moment, Arsenal. So yeah. you'd have to say you'd have to say an Arsenal. But I'm going to say a 2-0 victory there for Arsenal. Uh, the on, next game we're going to be covering... This is a tricky fixture this next one we need to talk about. It's Man United and Newcastle. And it's, I think it's going to be a nice <laughs> test for, for Ten Hag at Old Trafford. And this is going to be... And why I say that is because they are playing at home. So technically speaking, they should be getting a result here. But we know what Newcastle's been doing. Wonga Denga, what do you think is going to happen? they got a St. Maximum's back. I think Wilson's there as well. Um, and obviously, uh, all, the, all the guys, the, the big guys the in the team are, are fit. Yeah, uh, yeah, BMT yeah, yeah, that. yeah, and yeah, and and I think Newcastle as well. They're gonna try, definitely um, upset. Uh, uh, we missed them. Uh, it's just called yeah, them. Yeah. So much changing now. We, we in happy moods now, Pooms. <laughs> no, you gotta read it out. That's what all, all the rest. The people just listen to us. What, what did he say there? He says, uh, "Wonga runs. We missed these. <laughs> we missed the Wonga runs. Right, as you were, Wonga." I think, uh, yeah, they've, they've got a, they've got, they've got a point to view. Like Nike saying now, Claudio, I don't actually, yo, I don't know which way it would uh, swing. So then I'd have to, I would say two to draw. I really don't know which way it would swing. 
But I think a, a Newcastle would be giving it all they, they might to try and win it and not even try and draw. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a 2-1 victory to Man United. Um, I think, yeah, I'll give Newcastle a goal just because you know, they've been doing quite well this season. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, maybe I would have maybe slightly changed my result if we were at St. James's Park. I think for this one, Man United 2-1. Uh, Who scored the goals for you, Silo? Ah, man. Uh, Rashford's going to score one Ronaldo. of the goals. Um, and yeah, Sierra 7 will score another goal. Does Ronaldo start or does he come off the bench? No, he starts this game. Uh, Martial is, is unavailable. Does that scare you a little bit, the fact that he might start? And then what options do you have on the bench? No, it's okay on the bench. Bench, we will have Sancho on the bench. Uh, uh, that's about it, basically, because... Hey, Sancho, is he injured? He's not playing. Yeah, what's no, happening with Sancho? What's, what's, what's going on there, Silo? No, he didn't play last. He didn't play well last week in uh, uh, in the Europa League game. Uh, so he so he didn't he didn't play well last week. So him and Malasia both got dropped for Rashford and Shaw. So it was just uh, a matter of uh, playing guys who who actually when they came on at halftime against uh, uh, that um, Cypriot team last week did well. So basically, Shaw mm. and Rashford got got rewarded for um, changing the game in Cyprus. So and and Martial also got yeah. rewarded for changing the game in Cyprus. Basically, it's just that he. He pulled out with, with a bit of with a bit of a niggle. So those three players All did right. well last week, and they started on the weekend. So and Shaw did a good you, job against Everton. And yep. Exactly. So he's not starting. Shaw's not starting tonight, so he'll probably start on the weekend. Uh, but Dalu has to start every game because Juan Bissaka has got a long-term injury. Yeah, I'm, my, my prediction is I'm going to say it's a draw. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw, largely because Newcastle have already drawn five this season. I don't think they're going to be. They're not going to come out. Guns blazing. They're going to sit tight. They're going to make it very difficult for Man United. And they're just going to put pressure on Man United to see what they can do with their chances. Um, and I do think they'll hit them in the counter-attack. And I think the, the, the traveling Newcastle fans will be loud. And it's going to cause some headaches. So I'm going to walk away with a draw. It's going to be Man United's first draw of the season. That's what I'm going with. Uh, Pum saying 4-3, which is quite a, an exciting game. So if we're going to follow Pum's predictions, you want to tune into this game over the weekend. Now, for the one that is on paper should be should be a, a sort of done deal. Wonga Dinga, Liverpool versus Man City. Uh, 5-2 to Man City. Well, you were pensive. I was wondering where your head was going, but was it just doing a goal tally? You were trying to work, <laughs> work out how many goals are going to be scored yeah. there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out if Liverpool actually score a goal, but I, you can't write them off Liverpool. Um, but I think at, at the moment... Look, they need to sort out the way they're defending. And I think, wait, actually, it might be a blessing in disguise as well because uh, a Trent is off. And I think he also needs a bit of time off. Because um, even on a game against Arsenal, he was... I, I felt, look, the mistakes, the mistakes he's, he made was... He looks like he's trying to prove a point. You know, he's trying to do too much when there was no need to even go. Like uh, the one way he went with... Uh, with uh, defender, when Martinelli cuts in. I mean, he should, irony. Yeah, but, a, yeah, but the thing is, I mean... Even if you're not a defender, you would know that you, you don't you shouldn't have you shouldn't have gone there. Rather rather let Martinelli go down wide and cross it in, you know, rather than him cutting. But anyways, I think that's probably a blessing in disguise um, for them. Um, they've Liverpool's got enough on the bench, I think. Uh, but yeah, Man City's going to be too much. Gee whiz, gee whiz. And like they, and they they'll see now they'll see now. Oh, what you do? You just cut out Salah, and they've got, and they they'll have a problem. And you also have Diaz. I think Diaz, if Diaz stayed against against. Uh, if Diaz stayed against Arsenal, you guys probably would have had a, probably a different result. But I think Diaz is injured as well now. And I think that, yeah. oy, 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 that's also going to cut out goals for you guys. He's the, probably the most dangerous player now after Salah got a big fat increase. Yeah, man. Hey, man, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough in the world of football. Uh, you, you, you lose 3-2. You win 7-1. You lose... Five two apparently to one that this weekend. You know, it's it's uh, that's that's a, that's a roller coaster of emotions for for Liverpool fans. Um, I think uh, it's going to be four one to to Man City. Uh, is it is it at Anfield? Yeah, it is. No, okay, I'll keep. Oh yeah, yeah, it I'll, is. I'll, I'll cut. I'll cut one goal. Uh, I think the atmosphere will cut it by, to make it three one to City. They're not four one. Three one to City. <laughs> The problem, though, Tello, and I, mean, I think Pums has come out saying six 0 I think the problem is if it's going to get to three goals. Liverpool are very fragile at the moment. So yeah. if they're going to concede, when mm. Liverpool are fragile and Holland is rampant. So if they do concede one or two, there's, there's going to be more. It's going to be a floodgate 
it's going to be open because they they're just going to lose their heads, and that's the problem. But the the interesting thing was the game against Rangers was almost like a pick me up. It almost felt like a season a preseason friendly where they needed to go there, build their confidence. Sela, I mean, scoring the quickest hat trick in the Champions League. And that's because, again, he's playing down the middle. We've got Bobby Firmino. By the way, this is an interesting stat for you. Bobby Firmino, uh, Wonga, you were talking about him. He's been involved in 13 goals this season, scoring eight, and the others obviously being assists. The only other player to be involved in more goals is Haaland with 23. That's the only player this season. So Bobby is definitely flying. And I think he, the, yeah, this is where we're going to have to count on the crowd really pulling up. We're going to have to count on the experience. And we're going to have to count on the fact that you know, if there is a side that Liverpool can draw on the confidence of upsetting is Man City because they've done that in the past. And that it has to be one of those. They need to treat it like a cup game and hope for, hope for the best. But I do see, obviously, Man City running away with this. I, <laughs> as long as it's not 6-0, I'll, I'll take what I must take. But if it's a one-goal difference, I'll be happy. So I'm going to say 3-2. That's what I'm going to go for. And I do need to comment on Darwin Nunez scoring last night. I think... Him scoring very different again to Holland. Him scoring looks like there's relief off his shoulders. Jota's playing all right. So let's see. It's going to come down to Klopp whether or not, whatever formation he plays. I like the fact that you touched on Trent not playing. Yes, Gomez is there, so it is going to be more defensive. The problem is Foden can run circles around most people. And uh, Gomez is also just as fragile as Trent at the moment, even though technically he should be more defensively sound. But when he's playing, we lose something going forward. So ah, I'm going to say 3-2. Long-winded answer. To Sorry, to, I, yeah. I, I don't add too much. Okay. Just a, just a, just a quick thing here. You know, uh, Liverpool again this season. I don't know if it's a trend, but Liverpool lost two one to Man United. Uh, the next match, uh, Bournemouth suffered nine, um, and then they lost against Arsenal. Another top three bottom two. top six. They lost three two against Arsenal. Then Rangers got smacked. They, they basically yeah. they got now the they got the punishment from the game four. And I think looking at a trend. Maybe if they lose this one again, whoever you play next one. is going to lose seven. So, for betting corner, guys, let's <laughs> <laughs> play. If Liverpool lose, bet on them scoring three goals plus in the next game. Five. Yeah. Five plus. <laughs> I mean, I think the so scary thing was about watching that Rangers game last night was, you know, that could happen to us on the weekend where... We didn't play too well in the first half. And Man City could go there, not play too well, because you know the crowd does play a bit of a difference. And then all of a sudden, second half they come out to play, and there's like a 15 minute of madness that could happen, and that's the scary part. Yeah. I mean, if Haaland and Haaland scored at Anfield already when he's playing for Red Bull, not even Dortmund, when he's playing for Red Bull, he scored there. So that man doesn't give two shits about oh. who you are, where you are. So yep. that's a bit scary. But right, gentlemen, it brings us to the end of the show. Our final thoughts. Wonga Denga, kick us off with your final thoughts, sir. VAR, are you happy with that? You happy with VAR, was... Michael Oliver? Yeah? No, no, I would like to. I'm not happy with VAR. It's too inconsistent because you know it's going to happen the whole season. Um, and then it, it brings rise to these conspiracies. To be honest with you. Like, what the heck? If, hey, we can we can look at these things now. We're still making these wrong decisions. Like, no ways. Um, but yeah, I think like for me, okay, look, the the the, the free kick. It's always going to be a matter. Of, I think that one because of contact. But the handball is obvious, guys. His hand is of his body. It's also, Wonga, his Wonga, arm. They didn't even treat the they didn't even treat the VAR right because they they weren't even ready for that. So yes, I personally think yeah. the Premier League. They're destroying everything and, with regards to the VAR. And what are the they're chances? That's animals. the only time. The, 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 Peter, that's Peter the only Parker's, time. Peter Parker's grandfather, what did he say? What did he say, Silo? What did he say? With great power comes what? Great responsibility. Oh, yeah, and they're messing up right now, those buggers. I don't uh, think they're messing up. Wow. It might be on purpose. But anyways, um, I, I was going to say my, my final thought that I thought I should speak of. It's funny how the, the chemistry between uh, Ronaldo and... Uh, and Casemiro, it was nice to see. Like, that, that tackle and the pass to Ronaldo, it was almost instantaneous. You could see that he knew the pass as soon as he got that ball. That's what he was going to do. It wasn't even two yeah, thoughts about it. He, picked, he just gave it to him. And he went and he scored. Uh, for me, I thought that was very interesting. Maybe showing McTominay and all those guys what to do once they get the ball. Just give it to that man. And he'll do the rest. But yeah, that's my final thought. Mm, 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 mm. Guys, um, Arsenal doing well has brought out the, the, the voice of Wanga Denga. He speaks the most on this show, guys. I think he's going to have a new weekly show for him. 30 minutes to just talk to you guys and just be happy, you know, because right now he's he's obviously uh, the loudest in the show. Uh, I made, made, made continue. Uh, I think, yeah, we obviously being uh, bombarded with, with a lot of football uh, because of the World Cup coming up. So I think, yeah, the, the Premier League is taking shape and will continue to take shape. As I said, 
the top five sides are five of the top six. So let's see how long it takes Liverpool to get into that, that, that top six. And right now, Bournemouth is higher than Liverpool. Yeah, and I think Pums, I think um, Chelsea are doing the business. We actually haven't given Chelsea any airtime, but I will say this though, Pums. What is it with managers going to Chelsea and then slowly transforming to Bond villains? They all start looking like Bond villains. He's with their block, beards and their black, black turtle neck there. All black, black turtle neck there in Milan. What is that? Looking like, looking like, like the like, of the bar. It's almost like he walked in. He walked in. Remember, we spoke about Frank Lampard having different Hawaiian jerseys. It's almost like he's yeah. walked in. And Tuchel's left his wardrobe there and he's gone, oh, this fits perfectly. I'll just wear that and try a new look. Seems to be working. Exactly. Also, some uh, English English troubles there considering the fact that James got injured there for Chelsea. Big player. He's a big, big player for Chelsea. Kyle Walker's now injured. Yes. Trent's also injured. So, I know they've got tons and tons of right-backs and they've still got Trippier, but that might be a concern there for Gareth Southgate, which, by the way, tying into another Chelsea fact, Thomas Tuchel has openly said he would be happy taking the England job. So, Feed for thought, David. That's uh, pretty much my Juventus, final thought. Juventus need a manager. Juventus need a manager. Juventus need a manager soon, guys. I don't know. Does someone want to read out what Pum says there in terms ah, of his guys, manager looks like? <laughs> guys, let's end the show, please. Wow. Yo, Pum. Right, we're not going to say what Pum said, but I mean, if you want to come onto the show and actually see what Pum says, type Joe, you're more than welcome to in terms of what he believes his manager looks like. Right, and that pretty much concludes today's show. Gentlemen, how do you end the show? How do you do it? Three, two, one, let's hear it. Top of the log. Stop it. <laughs>